Before Matthew tells us anything about the birth of Jesus, he tells us something incredibly profound about Jesus by giving us a glimpse of the origin of Jesus. I'm Marcus Watson, and this is Spiritual Life and Leadership. Now, when I talk about the origin of Jesus, I'm talking about uh, the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. Uh, And ancient genealogies did not need women in them. They were primarily men. And the only time that women were included in an ancient genealogy was when the names of the women ensured the purity of the bloodline or somehow enhanced the dignity of the person whose genealogy it was. And so in Jesus' genealogy, Matthew mentions the four great matriarchs of the Jewish faith, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, Rebecca, the wife of Isaac, and Leah and Rachel, the two wives of Jacob. Is that true? No. Actually, Matthew mentions four very different women. Let me point them out to you as I read part of the genealogy of Jesus. This is Matthew 1, 2 to 6. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, woman number one. Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, woman number two. Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, woman number three. Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife, woman number four. And we know her as Bathsheba. So who are these four women? Well, Tamar, you find her story in Genesis 38. Uh, She was the daughter-in-law of Judah, one of the fathers of the tribes of Israel. And because he was failing to provide for her by giving her in marriage to one of his sons, she posed as a prostitute in order to get pregnant from her father-in-law, Judah. And it's a scandalous story. She had a reason for doing it, but this is not the kind of story you want in your family history. You don't want to talk about grandma who slept with great-grandpa, right? (laughs) All right, so that's Tamar. Then there's Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. She was the prostitute who helped the Israelite spies before entering the promised land in Joshua chapter 2. Then Ruth, we read her story in the book of Ruth, a noble character, but she was a Moabite, and Moabites were the descendants of Lot, who had committed incest with his daughters. And then there's Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, and even though, in a sense, David uh, took her and really kind of raped her. She has become a symbol of adultery, probably unfairly. But all four of these great-great-grandmothers of Jesus are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus, a woman who slept with her father-in-law, a prostitute, a Moabite, and an adulteress. Not only that, all four of these women were non-Jews. Tamar was a Canaanite, Rahab a Jerichoite, Ruth a Moabite, and Bathsheba was a Hittite. And it's almost like Matthew is highlighting the ethnic impurity of Jesus's line. Now, in doing this, Matthew is already proclaiming the good news about Jesus. Before he tells us one thing about what Jesus did, he gives us a clue as to the kind of person that this Jesus is. Before we hear anything about the birth of Jesus, right? Gabriel, uh, the shepherds, the, the, the choir of angels, the wise men, Matthew gives us a glimpse of the deep, deep love of Jesus. Now, Matthew could have included the four model matriarchs of Jewish history, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, and Rachel, but he gives us four new matriarchs, and all of them make known the good news of God's deep mercy for sinners and God's wide mercy for all peoples. 
It's as though right from the start, Matthew wants us to say, oh, oh, this Jesus is the kind of person who is not ashamed of sinners. He is not ashamed of those that some would say, you don't belong. In fact, he even highlights them in his family tree. Right, This is good news. This Jesus, whose birth we celebrate this month, is not ashamed of you. He doesn't judge you. He doesn't condemn you. He doesn't shame you. Just like Tamar and Rahab and Ruth and Bathsheba, you are a beloved child of God. You are worthy of God's love because you have been created in the image of God. And just as the angel sang to the shepherds on that glorious night, God has good will toward you, and on you his favor rests.